The chase is on. Welcome to Chasing Ball Game, the Rapid Fire Sports Betting Podcast. I am Jimmy Brown, your host, and football season is right around the corner, and that's why we are going full throttle. College football starts on August 24th. The NFL kicks off September 5th, and we are going to have a podcast every single day until football kicks off. That's right. That includes weekends. That includes everything that you need to know between now and then about football, and of course, we'll go back to our normal schedule after that. But this quick-hitting podcast is ready to go. We avoid the fluff. Look, I like listening to daily sports shows just like you do, but I don't care about LeBron James dunking on his kid's game. Um, I don't care about Trevor Bauer throwing a ball over the center field wall. I just want information, and I just want it quick. And we don't even need credit. We're quick to the point. We're powered by the chasers. Chasers are people um, that I follow online, whether it's social media or whatever, who chase down the latest information. And we're all about sharing that information and giving them the credit, not us. We also have picks and more. Our aim is to be quick and to the point with plenty of info because we know time is money and your time is important. So let's get to the breakdown for today's show. We're going to start with baseball. Before we get to the gridiron, we have to talk about baseball. If you're betting to build that bankroll for the football season, we will get things started with a pick to get you headed in the right direction, hopefully, and then it's on football. We're starting with college football. We look at one team that you need to keep an eye on this season as we break down that team and why they should be watched in a segment we like to call the college football crystal ball. And then finally, we're heading off to the NFL, and we're going to talk about some injuries. We're going to talk about handicapping in the preseason, and we're going to cover one team that you definitely want to hear about. So as always, chasing ball game is wicked quick with a pick, so let's get started. We're starting with baseball. We get it. The wait for football can be long. The summer is long, but not if you have some baseball to bet on. We have a pick to get things started. We're going for the late one tonight in the nightcap, the Milwaukee Brewers, Oakland Athletics, over nine total runs. If you've not been watching baseball, then perhaps you've not heard about bad bullpens and juice baseball, but the end result is a season that's loaded with home run records. Plenty of runs all over the place. And the Brewers just traded for Jordan Lyles. He's going to make his first start since coming over from Pittsburgh. Look, he's been awful. In Pittsburgh, he lost his last eight starts. He allowed at least seven runs in three of the final four. And now he jumps to the American League. The guy's an ERA over 14 his last three starts, and he goes up against Brett Anderson for the A's. He hasn't been all that much bad. He's allowed four home runs his last three starts. He's just four and four at home. And in those starts at home, elevated whip, ERA plus the teams went extra innings last night. They used a combined 12 pitchers. That means they're going to try to overextend the starters, or they're going to get in more work with people who probably shouldn't be in there. Either way you look at it, we're going over the total. Give me the over nine in Milwaukee versus Oakland. But now let's talk about why you're here, and it's football. College football and our college football crystal ball always likes to tell us the future, and today we're going to talk about the Iowa State Cyclones. Look, they are 8-1, eight 8-1 to one to win the Big 12. Oklahoma and Texas are above them, of course. They're also just 2-1 to one to reach the Big 12 championship game. The win total that's posted for the Cyclones at about 8, which is right. They had 8 wins in the last two seasons, so I think that's right. But if you've not heard the name Matt Campbell, get ready. He's the head coach of the Cyclones. He's going to be entering his fourth year, which to me means as a head coach, he now has his players in place, which, oh, by the way, includes 11 players who got some sort of all Big 12 acknowledgement from last season. It also includes every offensive line player that is back from a year ago. To me, that's the first thing you want to look at at college football, who's coming back, and not only that, are they good. Uh, now, if there's something I don't like about this team, it's the fact they are 1-15 in its last 16 Big 12 opening games. 
This year they play at Baylor, and they play three out of the first four conference games on the road. But this is a different team to me. And I'll be honest with you, that three out of four in the conference, look, if they lose a few of those games, which might be a struggle if you're playing that win total, it'll actually improve their value. They do have a tough schedule spot. They have to travel to Oklahoma, then they have to play against Texas. But look, this team's on the way up. Brock Purdy, quarterback, he's back. He won seven of his last nine games down the stretch. So he was starting to feel comfortable in this offense. But really, the strength is on defense. A year ago, they were tops in the conference of scoring defense. No one in the country could rush football against this team. They were ninth overall, and they have some serious senior leadership on that defensive front. I'm talking about Jaquan Bailey, and there's also eight other returning starters. The reason I focus on the Cyclones today is because the future looks bright names, at least to me. The college football crystal ball shows me I'm going to take over the eight wins. Not only that, I, I think if you really like this team, and I'm sure some of you do, um, they have a very good chance to win the Big 12. At 8-1, to one, I think there can be some value in there. They really need to get the running game going. Overall, very good team. I'd take it. Now, with college football wrapped up, time to go to the pros. And now we're going to our pigskin primer. This is where we, of course, look at the NFL with preview and some other things that I want to discuss. And today, I want to look at a team. But before that, let's talk about the NFL preseason. Do you bet on the preseason? Everywhere I look, especially on social media, a lot of the things I see is if you do bet on the preseason, you're a degenerate. P.S. Nothing wrong with that. Or you shouldn't do it for one reason or another. But truth be told, there can be value in the NFL preseason. Get it. You want to watch it. It's football. You miss football. But there's more options to bet on games than there has been in the past. You can bet on the first half lines when the starters will be in. Not only that, but you know when the starters will be in. Julio Jones, Atlanta Falcons, says he's not playing. So look, it's your call. Whether you do or don't, it's up to you, really. But to me, it's not a bad idea if you can find some value. And you can definitely find some value betting on the preseason. You should also pay attention because you're going to get some early injuries. And that's what I'm going to talk about next. Because to me, there's a difference between injuries at this time of year. Because you kind of get the gauge of the impact a little more than in that small week-to-week capsule. Um, some injuries get overlooked because they happen so early that they're forgotten. Sometimes it doesn't. And I want to talk about Tyreek Hill of the Chiefs. Kimberly A. Martin of Yahoo Sports. Um, she is a definite follow at by Kimberly A. She's always got great information. But she tweeted out that the Chiefs wide receiver Tyreek Hill limped out the field after suffering a leg injury. The sports books responded. Week one of the NFL season against the Jags. Um, there were minus four Chiefs for minus four. That line dropped to minus three and a half. But then what kind of went overlooked is that later on it was announced that he's probably going to be okay, so don't worry about it, not a big deal. And some of the sports books, especially those in Las Vegas, went right back to that four. But many stayed at three and a half. So to me, I'm not betting on this game one way or the other, at least not right now. But those are the kind of things you want to look for right now because that half point could make a difference either way, depending on what team you want to bet. A.J. Green, same way. Now, he was severely injured, of course. He's going to miss a few games. But as Sports Animal 1390 pointed out, they have a podcast. They said, look, didn't move the point spread all that much. Now, many will suggest it doesn't make the Bengals better or worse without him in the lineup because they're they're an awful team to begin with. Let's face it, and they've got a lot of work to do. But that line did jump from minus 8 to minus 9 in some circuits. But this is where I think if you were taking Seattle at minus 8, 
not sure that minus nine is going to bother you at all. But it's just something that, again, you have to pay attention to. Because if you wanted Seattle, obviously you would have preferred that minus eight. You would have went shopping early to try to get it as opposed to this nine. But these injuries at this time of year are harder to watch because you're not paying attention or it's the summer. Um, something to keep an eye on. But now let's jump to the part of the pigskin a primer where I look at one NFL team. Today, it's the Arizona Cardinals. Look, they're not going to win the Super Bowl. The odds show they're about 41, uh, 35 to 1 to win the NFC, about 20, 25 to 1 to win the NFC West. Uh, the win total for this team sat or started about five, five and a half. It's up to about six, six and a half right now. Look, this isn't a team that shouldn't be overlooked. You have to pay attention to this team. When I look at a team, I don't want to give you the normal breakdown. You can get previews all over the internet, wherever you look. And I know that everyone knows they drafted Kyler Murray. And I know they have a new coach. Cliff Kingsbury likes to throw the ball around, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm going to look at a few different things that have caught my attention. First of all, last year, the team only had three wins. They were 7-8-1 and one against the spread. They also played well in division. Kept it close in both the games against Seattle. They were crushed by the Rams, but they swept San Fran. Now, obviously, San Fran didn't have their quarterback. Jimmy G was not in the lineup, but it showed they had some fight in them. Now, they had some turnover, like every team does in the NFL, but I really like the kind of things that they've done, like bringing in a veteran defensive coordinator, Vance Joseph, also a head coach, Terrell Suggs. Um, he's obviously a veteran. He can help on the team as a leader. Patrick Peterson did get busted. He's going to get suspended. That's going to hurt this D, but there's still a solid unit. Let me talk about the schedule. Everywhere I look this time of the year, I hear schedule looks tough or schedule looks great. This team will do great because of the schedule, blah, blah, blah. For the Arizona Cardinals, on paper or on the surface, the schedule looks pretty tough. I mean, they go up against the AFC North, so they're going to play the Steelers. They're going to play the Ravens. They're going to play everybody's favorite team, the Browns. And then they go up against the NFC South. And so now we're talking the Panthers and the Saints and the Falcons. So when you see that, you're looking at 0-6, right? Be careful. Be careful. Because I think using the schedule this early in the year to handicap can be a bit misleading. First of all, you don't know if those teams are going to be good this year. I mean, granted, we know they have talent. Granted, we know they have good players. That doesn't mean they're going to be good. And we also don't know what kind of position that team will be in when they actually face each other on the field, whether it's injuries, maybe it's off a big win, maybe they're looking forward to the next game. You never know. That's why, to me, when it comes to handicap, handicapping football, strength of schedule is kind of overrated, at least a little bit. Not only that, but let's look at some spreads. Many sports books, as you know, put out spreads for games well in advance. And right now, you can look at any team in the NFL, and you could look at their spreads for games coming up. So I looked ahead to some of these games, especially when they're playing at home. Even when they were playing against the Browns, they're only three, three-and-a-half-point underdogs. Against the Panthers, three-point underdogs. Against the Steelers, four-and-a-half-point underdogs. So to me, right now at least, the sports books are saying, look, on paper – that's like an even game. So if I asked you who's better, the Panthers or the Browns or the Cardinals, you wouldn't think twice about it. Truth be told, neither would I. But that tells me something. I really think this offense is going to work. Murray knows the system. He knows what's going on. They've got David Johnson, a reliable workhorse back. He's going to take some pressure off the young quarterback, Larry Fitzgerald. He's a veteran. He can run that offense from a leadership standpoint. And that, to me, is going to really help out this team. They've got nothing but low expectations. No one on the planet 
thinks they're going to do well. I looked all over the place for win total projections, who thought they were going to do well, who thought they were going to win. The majority of the point spreads that I'm seeing, or I'm sorry, the predictions on the win totals have this team at two wins, three wins. And look, they play the Lions, they play the Giants. So I think a lot of people are kind of giving them those two wins and saying that's about it. I think they're wrong. I think they're going to play well in division. I think they're going to be better at home. Uh, I think they're going to uh, play well. And not only that, teams in their division may regress a little bit. So to me, I think they can get seven wins. In fact, I think they're a dark horse to make the playoffs. I'm not going to take them to make the playoffs, but I will take them to go over. I see I see a six, so I'm going to book the six. I'm going to take them over six wins, which still gives me the push if they get the six, but I think they can get the seven. Give me the Arizona Cardinals to go over the win total. That will do it for Chasing Ballgame. Thanks for taking time out of your day to tune in. And if you missed anything or want to hear it again, you can find us all over the place. We're on Anchor, we're on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, you name it. We're there and we're growing every day. Join the fun and become a chaser. All you have to do to be featured right here on the Chasing Ballgame podcast is hit me up on Twitter or Facebook at Chasing Ballgame. Send me a thought, send me a prediction, send me whatever you want, and I'll put you right here on the show, just like latest chasers who have followed or shared information like Sports Animal 1390. And we will be back tomorrow with another baseball pick. We're looking into that crystal ball one more time and a betting preview of the Atlanta Falcons. Until then, keep on chasing.